Welcome to Cloverleaf Chiropractic Show. Today, I'm going to talk to you about what a fever. What is a fever? What does it do? How does it work? This fever is one of the most misunderstood symptoms. So we're going to talk about fever and what it means to the body. Welcome to the Cloverleaf Chiropractic Show, a podcast advocating wellness, life, and healing from within. With 38 years in practice, 50,000 patients, and over 1 million chiropractic adjustments, here's your host, Dr. Daniel Abector. My name is Dr. Daniel Abector. I'm a doctor of chiropractic. Stay tuned for Cloverleaf Chiropractic Show. And we're doing this show to educate the public about health and wellness. And especially today, we're going to focus on fever, what it is and how to handle it and what to do about it and what does it mean. So what is a fever? A fever is a temporary increase in the body temperature, oftentimes indicating that there's an illness. So it's a sign of something out of the ordinary going on in your body and not everybody's normal temperature is the same. So the baseline of a normal fever is 98.2. Now with this COVID, everywhere you go, everybody's checking your fever. You know, do you have a fever? So it's 98.2 degrees Fahrenheit, but not everybody's the same. Some people have it lower, some people have it higher. And the adult body temperature can be anywhere from 97 to 99 and children can have a temperature from 97 to 100 so it varies so does your temperature stay the same all the time no it does not it's not the same all the time it changes throughout your lifetime and throughout the day sometimes some things that can cause your temperature to change is how active you are, what time of the day, your age, your, the sex that you are, what you've eaten, what you've drunk, you know, what you're drinking. Some women, they have the menstrual cycles. So your body temperature changes basically depending on where you measure it. And the arm reading tends to be about a degree lower than the mouth reading. Rectal reading tend to be a degree higher than the mouth. Oral and rectal thermometers generally provide the most accurate measure of the body temperature. So ear and forehead thermometer, which is basically what most people are using today, is the most convenient and the less accurate temperature reading. So what can cause a fever. A fever can be caused from a virus, a bacterial infection, heat exhaustion, certain inflammatory uh, condition, medications, antibiotics, or certain drugs. Sometimes right after an immunization, the fever will, you know, the person will have a higher temperature or a fever. So fever can be between 100 and 104. Anything above 104 can be dangerous, but a lot of times it goes away, and it goes away after a few days. So depending on what's causing your fever, some of the signs may include things like 
sweating, chills, shivering, headaches, muscle ache, loss of appetite, being irritable, dehydration, general weakness, your whole body feels weak. So how do you prevent getting a fever? Basically, you prevent getting a fever by reducing the exposure to an infection, an infectious disease. So a lot of us are learning that, you know, you got to wash your hands or you don't want to touch your eyes, your nose, your mouth. That's what we're being told. Covering your mouth, coughing, sneezing, avoiding sharing a cup or water bottle or utensils. Now, that's what most people tell us. But to me, the most important thing is we're not going to avoid touching things where you know there's bacteria because there's bacteria everywhere i think to me the most important thing that you can do to avoid getting sick is to make your immune system stronger to you know make sure that you're healthy from within because your host your body is the host and if the host is weak you're going to get sick bacteria and viruses go to a weak body so just because a child feels warm doesn't mean they have a fever. Children can feel warm for many reasons. They can be warm because they're playing outside or they're sweating or they're crying or, you know, just getting out of bed in the morning or the weather is hot. The normal skin temperature should return to normal basically within 20 minutes or so. So a fever is not a bad thing. And basically what it does, it turns your body's immune system and it helps the body fight an infection. So how does it fight an infection? Imagine if you were a scientist and you wanted to kill bacteria, okay, in the kitchen. You take a pot of water, you warm the water up, and you want to kill the bacteria like we do with chicken a lot of times when we buy chicken because it could have bacteria. So what do you do to kill the bacteria in the chicken is you have to heat up the chicken high enough at a temperature that kills the bacteria. Well, your body is the same way. What it does, it's like it raises the temperature high enough to kill the bacteria and the bacteria dies usually at about 103 degrees. So what does your body do? breaks the temperature up to 103 degrees, kills the bacteria, and then you're back to normal. If it's a virus, it's a little bit higher. It has to go up a little bit higher because that's what it takes to kill a virus. So what does your body do? Same thing. It brings the temperature up to a higher temperature, kills the, the virus, and then it goes back to normal. Is that a bad thing? No, it's a system that God created within that's built in inside of your body to help us when we're exposed to an infection. So that's how it works. So the fever kickstart the immune system, produces more white blood cells that works to protect the body against harmful microorganisms. So by raising the body temperature, it kills the microorganism and basically it stops from replication of more microorganisms. So viruses and bacteria actually grow best in temperature lower than the human body. So again, if it's 98, it's going to grow. So it has to go up to a certain amount to kill it. So higher temperature decreases the blood serum. It decreases the level of iron, decreases the zinc, the copper that is needed for the replication of bacteria. So 
once the minerals are reduced, the bacteria are starved and basically you're not going to have an infection. So if you increase your temperature, it's going to cause destruction of cells and prevent viral replication of the infected cells. So heat increases the white blood cells formation and basically kills the bacteria and the viruses and it gets the immune system going and you get better. You are listening to the Cloverleaf Chiropractic Show. The invaders get where they're needed faster. They do their job more efficiently. And, you know, phagocytosis, which is basically the cellular cleanup cells, basically are enhanced and production antiviral interference may be augmented and your body heals. So fever with an infection do not cause brain damage like most people think. Most parents think that if your fever goes up, or we're told the fever goes up to a certain amount, you will have brain damage. So only if the temperature goes above 108 degrees Fahrenheit can you have brain damage, which is very rare. It never goes to that level. You never hear of anybody ever having a temperature of 108 degrees Fahrenheit. So the only time that something like that can happen is a child is left in the car and it's a hot temperature and the temperature goes up, then at that point, they're going to have a seizure and they might die. So we've heard of stories like that where children have been left in the car by accident and, you know, and they have survived. So not everybody can get a seizure triggered by a fever. Only 4% of the children can have a seizure with fever. So seizures are with fever are very harmful. I'm sorry, they're not harmful. And they're scary to watch, but they don't really cause damage. So there's no increase of risk for speech delays or learning problem or seizure without fever. Fever do not need to be treated with medicine unless they're above 103. And most of the time, I know when my kids got sick. I mean, my kids are now 21 and 28. And we had a share of, you know, kids getting sick over the years, especially when they were young. And a lot of times, you know, my wife and I, we would just watch how the, you know, the body progressed. And we would, you know, let the fever take its course. And then it would go back down and then they'd be normal. And basically, that's what you see. But most people panic and they go to the emergency room right away and, you know, and they don't understand. It's a normal process. A fever is a normal process and you just have to pay attention and, you know, and see what it does and what happens. So a growing body of research shows that letting a fever run its course may reduce the length and severity of such illness as a cold or a flu. The brain has an internal regulatory mechanism that prevents fevers caused by infection from getting higher than 105 or 106 degrees. Body temperature must get above 108 degrees to cause damage, as we said before. So there's only certain exceptional circumstances where something like this happened 
and you know, such as uh, central nervous system disorders or heat stroke, like we said earlier. So what is the treatment that most people take for a fever? Basically, most people treat a fever by taking Tylenol. And it can be dangerous because Tylenol can cause liver damage and it can cause kidney damage, especially in a child because their bodies are much smaller than adults. But even in adults, it can attack the liver and it can attack the kidneys. So there is a study of adults with colds that found that aspirin and Tylenol suppressed production of antibodies and increased cold symptoms with a trend of having a longer illness. In other words, by taking some of these medications, not only are you not helping the fever, but are you actually allowing the body to get sicker longer. So taking all these medications is not the solution. It's temporary and it can be damaging. So there's another study that found that, you know, pain relievers such as aspirin, ibuprofen, uh, inhibited white cell productions and antibodies are up by 50%. So when you take these medications, the white blood cell production and antibodies are higher by 50%. So instead we should try to provide a cold drink or put a fan nearby to cool the body up or, you know, put the child bed next to an air conditioning. Drinking fluid is important during a fever to prevent dehydration. Homemade broth are, are a good way to hydrate a young child or even an adult. You know, the best cure, they say, is chicken soup, you know, and, you know, maybe there's a reason for that. So, Basically, you need to avoid stress and digesting whole foods like a high protein. Drinking Gatorade or Pedialyte have a lot of sugar, so you may want to consider, you know, taking some kind of fruit juice uh, dilated with water or something like that. So that way you're not getting so much sugar, which can put a lot of stress on your body. So I hope this information was valuable to you. I hope you learned something and I hope you, you try to learn more about what the body does. A lot of times the body has certain symptoms and we need to understand them more. You know, don't just listen to what people tell you and just say, just take this medication, just do this, just do that. You know, educate yourself, you know, they say knowledge is power and all this information is out there in the internet. So just educate yourself. What is a fever? What does it mean? What is pain? What does that mean? So look us up on Instagram, on Facebook, subscribe and share the information. If you know anybody who needs to know more about this information, share the information. Let them hear about what a fever is. So thank you very much and have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Cloverleaf Chiropractic Show. Please subscribe and leave a helpful review. 